What is going on, ladies and gents? Welcome to another great episode of Our Smooth Club Podcast, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. Do us a favor, subscribe, hit the like button, leave a comment, all that good stuff. You can check us out on all major podcast platforms. I'm talking about iHeart, Spotify, Apple, and you can also check us out on the Global Vision Network on Roku. We truly appreciate it. Now, I'm your guy, Arrington Gavin. With me, I have Mr. Jonathan Jones. Ciroc Fox. Yo. Zach Johnson. What's going on? Gentlemen, how's everybody feeling today? We good. I'm low-key jealous of the amount of thigh he's serving right now. It's it's too much thigh. I don't know. It takes a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of confidence. I'm about to say it's hot as hell. It's hot as hell. We're trying to get the fan in. We're trying to get the fan in. I got the light skin jeans on. I'm upset. Look, I try, you know, I try with the fan guys, so hey, JJ, good for you, because JJ gonna be cool while we all sweat. But it's, it's all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, so how's everybody's week been going? Everything's been good, man. Everything moving and grooving. Awesome. Also, what about World you, Sharon? I got, got a couple uh, shows you've been uh, Yeah, doing? I did a few shows, man, but uh, I had got attacked by my car before <laughs> the show. What? In 20 minutes, I broke the windshield, or not the windshield, but a window of my vehicle. And I had glass all over my arm, my shirt, my neck. And I had to go on stage and tell jokes for 45 minutes. You locked that blood in the car, huh? I reached in a window that was kind of cracked to try to... Man, it just exploded all over me. I was bleeding on the stage. It was horrible. Show must go on, man. Yeah, yeah. I know that's right. Beyonce would be proud. Or Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh. <laughs> whoever, whoever has had their period on stage before, I feel like I oh relate to them. I related to whoever had, like, if you're menstruating right now and performing, I feel you. Hmm. I understand. Hmm. Bleeding on stage ain't fine. It's not. Wow. I, don't, I don't think it will be. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, guys, so, you know, Shira and I, we, we left the cable family, and we, we now strictly stream platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And we going crazy. We know Discovery Plus, uh, uh, Paramount, YouTube TV, Netflix, Amazon. And I'm looking at all this, and I'm like, because I was hesitant at first. I'm like, man, am I going to get all the, you know, channels that I really watch on cable TV? Yeah. And then I realized, I'm like, I only really watch, like, three channels anyway. But, <laughs> but when I when I, when I when I started buying the platforms, I'm like, it is so much damn content until I'm, like, losing yeah, my mind. It's, like, yeah. an encyclopedia of content, content, content. Because, like, platforms now are starting to purchase uh, channels and have, like, you know, 10 channels just on one platform. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, just, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of content. And do you think they're going to... Do you think it's gonna be like a new platform that's gonna come out and be like, hey, look, we're better than all them. We got this one going. Do you, or do you think people, it's already- people try. If you remember, there's been a few like uh what's that? Quibi? Mm-hmm. Quibi tried. Mm-hmm. They tried their hardest just but, but the game is too locked. Like it's too six late. Months, maybe, maybe yeah, it's too late. There's been a few people who tried to build up their own streaming Jordan platforms. Had but some deal with them or something, I wanna say. A lot of people did. Yeah. A sure, lot of the, people. The news uh the news platform uh, uh CNN tried. They yep. tried to do their own little CNN plus that lasted like yeah, six, five months, something like that. Well, you know, like, when you go on your smart TV and stuff um, and you add the different apps, they always, a lot of times, they have, like, the different channels on there, too. Mm. But then it'll be linked to, like, your, you know, cable subscription or whatever. Mm. So how is it with that, man? You know, like, if you're going to get rid of your cable, like, do you feel like it's more expensive to just buy different, you know, subscriptions or if it kind of adds up to I the I feel cost? like at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be adding so many platforms I'm gonna be probably paying more than cable. But I don't know I don't have cable was like damn near two hundred a month. I was yeah. at least I was paying so I never had cable. For okay. years I mean for it's been so long. Last time I had cable I was watching Cartoon Network. Mm. 
Adult Swim channel. True. So maybe yeah. five years ago. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I stream everything. Um, so with Netflix, Hulu, my wife got Discovery, Paramount, and then my kid got uh, Disney. I mean, everything that I can think of. It's a lot of shit. It's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of stuff. And then if it's stuff. not on those five platforms, I just bootleg it. Yeah. I bootleg the What's fuck. It? I stole so much movies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out until next year. Well, well, I got the scoop. I got the Chinese version <laughs> right now available. Does it come with subtitles? No, you just got to be. No, the subtitles is in Mandarin. Come on, still a good movie. Still a good movie. Black Panther Two was amazing. Come on. You feel the vibe. You know what's going on. You know it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. That's funny. That's what's up. So, fellas, so like, what? What's your go-to? What? What are you watching right now? What's your? What's your binge-watching shows at the moment? Finals. Oh, Oh, NBA finals. NBA finals. Gotcha, gotcha. Now this is a recorded show, so probably you know the finals aren't gonna be exact, but it's all good though. You're right. (laughs) It's all good. You know, that game last night was... So, it's, it's just a pickup basketball. All they do is chucking threes up the whole time. I'm like, Let me tell you bro. something. All I see is nothing but rigness. They always want to do it for the you know, TV ratings and, you know, hey, they have those contracts. people with... bet on this game. They <laughs> shot yeah. so many threes last night, bro. And it was, it, it was, it was, it was bad, man. But, hey, bro. I I think it's going to go to game seven. I personally think it's going to go to game seven. Um... Oh, that make that. That's how they get the most money. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So game seven. That's gonna everybody game get seven. paid. I don't know who's yeah. gonna win it down to the ref. I don't know who you who you think gonna who think gonna take it home. Man, so it's I, over by now, y'all. It's my over. team is out. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> I'm a Lakers fan. So jeez, yeah. Let's have it's this over. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finals, Zach. Thank you for starting that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay, yeah. what, what's, what's your show? What you watching right I now? I mean, honestly, YouTube. I watch YouTube more than anything. Facts. You're a YouTube watcher for real. Yeah. Well, what do you look for? It's like club vlogs, music. Vlogs I don't know. Besides stuff. music videos, I can't get into YouTube like There's that. There's a lot of stuff up there. Like I like watching live podcasts. That's that's what I just yeah. I, you know any any kind of podcast I'm watching on um, on YouTube. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no like actual like shows like no, Ozark. Oh, okay, drink yeah, champ, drink champs. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, I good forgot stuff. about that. Yeah. I'm watching um, Stranger Things. So I haven't watched Stranger Things. Yet. I haven't got onto that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't started. Yeah. That. What is Stranger Things it's about? Pretty, Can y'all uh, give me a heads up? Like graphic what? now. It's just like uh, this girl. She has kind of like these mind powers, and she opened up this like upside down world which is like mm. a parallel universe mm. and like all this monsters and things are getting out and possessing mm. people. that's actually right. a pretty good way to describe the movie that's, but this that's like this pa- this season that just came out it's like very graphic and like kind of horror themed like yeah when the season uh premiere came out i was on twitter everybody was like yeah i'm scarred by that opening yeah. episode yeah, they gotta try to top you think yeah. about it they opened up the gate with some fire ass episode. Now, like, that now show I wanna, was good. I watch it, yeah. So it's I hard want to watch it. a lot yeah. of people that get, you know, when yeah. a lot of people yeah. get something, I'm like, because I thought that this, because they're having two more episodes in a month because mm-hmm. they didn't get done on time. But then I, did, I thought that was it, but they're having a season five too. So yeah. And then they had, and what I like about it is, so most of the time when shows have, like, they go back to like the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. like, black people disappear. <laughs> and <laughs> every now and again, a show will add, a token nigga just to be like just that one person right and so the black guy in this one the black guy in the group he don't feel forced mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. he fits in the cast he doesn't gotcha. feel like the gotcha. token like 
but we had to cast him. <laughs> it's like this is this is not a token nigga. This is a good actor. So okay. I like the show. I like the okay, show. Man, I'm gonna add it to my list. Ozark is definitely probably yeah. the best thing I've seen on television. Ozark is a is a good. Ooh. Well, because I'm all about like seeing you know unique content. I feel like yeah. TV has such a, the same theme: mm-hmm. crime. Hospital doctor shows and that's all. What is Ozark not crime? <laughs> huh? Is Ozark, Ozark not crime? Not. I mean like crime like that. I'm no, talking no. like Law and Order crime and like yeah. Chicago PD and that that kind of crime. <laughs> Ozark is like on a part of like I look at mafia base. So like your Godfather of Harlem or the, the cartel. Cartel. Yeah, there you go. Cartel. Godfather so that's Harlem. That, that was. <laughs> but what would you say? Would you say there's other shows that are like similar to Ozark? Like oh, this I've Narcos. seen before. Narcos. Yeah. I didn't finish that. I'm, I fell off on that one. Yeah. Once yeah. it went to America, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, fell off. I didn't watch the second one. It wasn't like a when, second. When Escobar died, that's when the show. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. I that didn't make it that far. Oh yeah. yeah. What about <laughs> Queen of the South? Good. Y'all, I heard a lot about Queen of the South. Did y'all watch that? One? I've been hearing good things. I haven't. I'm so blank. I don't know what none of you. I'm gonna say, what, what, you, what you watch, Sirak? Uh, I'm an anime watcher. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I watch anime. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, for some reason, these stories get me so emotional. <laughs> like these, these are some of the most intricate, complicated storylines I've ever experienced in my life. I oh, feel wow. like I'm awoken to a whole new world of content. I feel that. Yeah, I, I dabbled man. in that. That's how I feel. Um, um, I don't I feel the same. Death Note. You seen? Yeah, yeah. Death Note mm-hmm. Fire. Right? I watched the my favorite Netflix of all version, like the, the real, the real live uh, version. Of and Death then Note? I went to the anime. It's about when you write a person's name in this book, and then the person ends up dying. Because I didn't know it was anime at first. But like, there's like a like a but it's like from an anime person uh, movie version on Netflix. Animation, animation, animation. It's where it's at. It's where it's at. You yeah. want real content? You want so okay, it's not real. But if you want <laughs> if you want a real story that'd be like you don't want to cry, mm-hmm. but you can't not not cry. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. not cry. I feel that because you know, lately I've been watching a lot of shows that my daughter watches, and you know, she's one, so it's like cartoons and stuff. I mean, but when you really lock sprout, in, you watching sprout, you're like yeah. <laughs> But when you really lock into the storyline, I'm like, oh wow, that's the storyline be crazy. Of that, yeah. And uh streaming, you know how like streaming came back and so we got to watch all of our old shows. Oh. Old shows do not hit uh, nearly uh, when I when I, when I, when I yeah. stop, man. I'm, I'm really watching Disney Quest. I was like, oh shit, they got yeah. even seen. Wait a minute, yeah. break? I'm like, oh yeah. shit. No, y'all, I could watch those, but like some of the some of the cartoons I tried to just watch an episode or two. It just was. Oh, it was yeah. not hitting the same. It's not. What about SpongeBob? Was that still hit? I mean, yeah. yeah. I SpongeBob, SpongeBob was like time. Time. It's like hard because I'm. Y'all you know, watch SpongeBob? Oh my goodness, yes. Yes. What? You, got, you gotta watch a little bit of it. You, oh, you don't like none of them. Wow. I mean, I mean, like. Search the when they sing. It, all like... right, I know all the singing episodes <laughs> okay. when they when SpongeBob yeah, busts up. The, the uh... <laughs> no, friend. no, when they was oh, in the stadium. Go ahead, go ahead. When SpongeBob was in the stadium clowning. That, okay, oh, yeah. that's what I watched. That's the one yeah, I watched. I YouTube that though. That's the Krusty Krab from... Pizza was that was oh, mine because he this man sings all music genres, uh, rap, soft rock. And he was fighting through like snow and. All bad weather conditions and everything. (laughs) (laughs) We are not going to sit here and talk about how SpongeBob is some (laughs) some strong, (laughs) righteous, third eye individual who is persevering through all his struggles in life. No, no. (laughs) Go back to the storyline. When you look at it from now. But man, persevere, bro. 
all, all the shows have a meaning. All the, all the episodes got, they, they try to teach the audience some something. dirty meanings. Come on, Bob, some, don't some, push. Some, someone got some dirty meanings now. You think Spongebob's yeah, gonna get me too late? No, I'm joking. Yo, wow. Please build me some lawsuits on Spongebob in the future. Um, yes. Yeah, so, guys, um, I forgot to mention, you know, the guests that we have coming on uh, the show for later today. We have uh, Mr. Chandler Nunley. Chandler is the uh, new co-host of uh, a show called Coast Live. It's a uh, lifestyle uh, hey. daytime talk show yeah. on uh, WTKR, which is a CBS-affiliated channel, um, so. doing great stuff. He actually has a, has an awesome story I can't wait to talk to him about. He's also co-host of a podcast called Act 3 Podcast, where him and his uh, co-hosts, they review a lot of movies. So I want to get his intake on, you know, just yeah. movies in the oh, past. Oh, so time. he's like a movie critic. Yes, yes. yes. I like it, I like it, I like it. I want to see how many black exploitation films he watched. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever watched Friday? <laughs> Has he ever watched three? Next Friday? Oh, Has man. he watched Friday after Next? <laughs> These are the real questions. Do you know, do you know pop? <laughs> when I say pop, do you already oh, know who I'm God. talking? No, I'm joking. Finish this sentence. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> oh, man. But he, well, he's going to be old, man. I mean, I'm sweating now. I'm excited. I'm excited oh, to have him on. Uh, but before we do that, I got to shout out our sponsors. Uh, first of all, Ingenious Gin. Black-owned, better-owned yeah. gin. Smooth as I don't know what. Reggie mm. and Lawrence, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, for all you gin drinkers out there and you see... Oh, it, oh, JD's okay. grabbing the uh, shoe crazy wine. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're into uh, gin, uh, and it's a unique gin, it's a rose gold color, so very unique. Uh, be sure to follow them on their platform. Go on their website, ingeniousgin.com, or wherever you can... Your spirit stores or ABC stores, hey, be sure to support Ingenious Gen. Best also, gin in the game. moving on to Shoe Crazy Wine, another uh, black-owned wine. Uh, her mm-hmm. daughter, uh, mother and daughter team uh, have some great stuff. So whether you like red, white, uh, what you got your your Chardonnays, your Cavs, yeah. all that good stuff, no. they have it there for you. They're also stepping into the spirits with uh, a whiskey, a moonshine, and vodka. So hey, mm-hmm. they continue to grow the game. They're based out of Richmond, Virginia. Mm. Um, doing great they things. We fun. truly support them and thank them for uh, you know for being a sponsor, believing in the show. And then also, Mr. Luke Haskett, better known as Dapper Luke, the Dapper Luke Collection, keeping you suave, whether you're men and women with amazing Freshest suits. chocolate in the game right there. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, we didn't. Oh, <laughs> if, you wanna saying, see, if you want to see, if you want a great custom suit, saying, you know, yeah. if, you're in the, if, you're, if you're in the Hampton Roads area, he got swag luke is like thank you fellas thank you um but yeah, he, <laughs> if you're in the hampton rose area be sure to check out his uh, location out in holland road um you can also go on his website dapper luke collection do an online consultation he i mean the man travels he He's done, um, you know, a slutty vegan. I don't know if you heard the. Yeah. He's he's dressed uh, the owner, the founder wow. of slutty vegan. Yeah, out in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, Luke mm-hmm. is doing. He's doing it, and he's a vet too, man. Uh, you know, retired Navy. Navy, so awesome yeah. Dude. yeah. Um, so again, we Very thank our dude. sponsors as well. Yeah. But guys, we gonna move on to the to the guest segment because I want to have some want to have some fun with Chandler. So Let's get it. We gonna bring out Chandler. Uh, he's back there. He's back there drinking all of our alcohol. Yeah. Hopefully, he can <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right, ladies and gents, we have with us Mr. Chandler Nunley. Before I uh, really do the big whole intro, I got to mumble his name. A little bit about that. All right. He definitely mumbled his name. I did. I did. He said, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) My mouth is getting a little little dry. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, so uh, 
Uh, after starting in WTKR in 2017, Chandler joined News 3 as a production assistant, eventually working his way up to being direct in a director position. His favorite show to direct was always WTKR's lifestyle show, Coast Live, which allowed him the freedom to be creative and help showcase the fun side of Hampton of the Hampton Roads community. One of his proudest achievements was uh, directing a live wedding, a live officiated wedding on live TV, which eventually won the show uh, Creative Excellence Award oh. from the Virginia Association of Broadcasters in 2020. Now, That's big time. After all... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, after... <laughs> Let's see. After almost five years of WTKR, Chandler has done a little of everything at the station. His desire to learn about every side of the TV industry eventually led to the opportunity to host the show. He has spent years directing Coast Live, a show where he, alongside his co-host April Woodard, get to show the fun side of Hampton Roads every weekday at 9 a.m., uh, Chandler's thrilled, yada, yada, yada. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Shout out April, man. I like her too. April's great. Yeah, yeah. She's tremendous. I, I tell you what, that's funny. I realized as you were reading that, that that's the corporate mandated bio I had to write for myself when I got the promotion. You just copy and paste. That's great. Did a lot of work, you know. The story of me as told by me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. You guys are hilarious. You know, I'm really excited to come and talk with you guys in a. I, you said you had a dry mouth. My mouth is not dry, thanks to this lovely ingenious gym. Hey! Hey! Delicious. Yeah. But man, look, thank you so much for coming and just, you know, again, hearing your story of how you started, you know, five years behind the scenes and your true goal was to be in front of the camera. And how was the opportunity when you did like, eh, kind of. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take you from the beginning, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like a, a, a kid that I, I had, didn't really have any drive, okay? okay. Uh, went to Indian River High School, uh, graduated 2012, class 2012. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, went, I went to ODU for a while to study music. I was a cellist in the orchestra. That's the one that looks like this. That's why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought I wanted to be a music teacher. And I actually ended up, I didn't graduate from ODU. I dropped out, man. And I, cause I just kind of, I lost my motivation. I, did, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And you know, college is very expensive. I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't afford to keep going. Uh, Still got student debt and no degree. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I had played uh, music in the community for a long time here um, as a drummer, a self-taught drummer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I still do that from time to time. Got a gig next week, actually. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one of the things that I had done over my years of gigging was I had played on this uh, <laughs> this local access show on uh, for the city of Chesapeake. You know, every city has like their own department of communications. Yeah, yeah. And they, there's always like these shows that, you know, essentially nobody watches, but they're there because- <laughs> Chesapeake the, TV, yes, I've watched Yeah, that. it used to be called WCTV. It was on a show called uh, Thinking Out Loud with Mark Cox. Um, and so I called those guys and I was like, hey man, I'm like vaguely interested in the field of TV. I don't know anything about it. Do you have a job? And they were like, no. Uh, but they said that I could come in and learn stuff for free. Oh wow! So I, I just went in and volunteered my time. And they taught me uh, how cameras work, uh, how sound works, uh, lighting. You know what I mean? I got a, I got all this great experience. I worked for them for about nine months. Um, I did a few paid gigs as well, mm -hmm. and then they hooked me up with a job at WTKR. Man, just you know, word of mouth. Wow. I got wow. in there, interviewed. I was so nervous, um, and and I worked behind the scenes. Started off part time. It was ten dollars an hour at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just helping produce the news shows mainly, you know, being out on the floor, giving cues, uh, you know, working the faders, all, all the fun stuff, the fun behind the scenes stuff. 
never did I dream of being on camera. That's what I'm getting around to, you know, and I, I worked myself up to being a director. I love films, um, as you guys alluded to earlier, you know, I, I love film and TV, um, especially film. And and so like being a director, I was like, well, this is a great end game for my career, you know, get to be the one who like makes the decisions and, and directing live TV. It's not like directing a film at all, mm-hmm. but it's it's really, really exciting. I mean, live TV is like the most exciting thing in the world to me. Um, and I just kind of had this opportunity uh, started about six months ago on Coast Live just this opportunity that opened. Um, we were going through some changes with the show. And one of my bosses, uh, shout out to William, uh, just mentioned like, hey man, is this a thing you'd be interested in? You know, I'd had the podcast, Act 3, at the mm-hmm. station for a while, which I really loved doing. We did it for three years. Uh, all the episodes are still up. You can find it. Okay. Um, as, as you did, and thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I never dreamed of, of ever being in front of the camera. And it was so scary at first, uh, you know, the first time. I, I filled in for the first time uh, with, with Kristen Crowley, who's a big figure in our community. Mm-hmm. And I threw up the morning of that taping. Uh, I, you know, I was, I was so nervous. I threw up, drove to work, acted like I didn't throw up. Um, and then that show went pretty well. And then like a month later, man, I was, you know, officially on the show as the new wow. co-host. That's so dope. I mean, like... You are hosting with April Water. Now, let's just kind of backtrack who yeah. April Water is. <laughs> right. I mean, like, 15 years as a correspondent for Inside Edition, <laughs> BET News, uh, uh, Entertainment Tonight, all the top heavy, all the top heavy hitters in yeah. New York City. And she, you know, I mean, we're blessed to have her coming back to her hometown, host, you know, being right. close in there. But you're, you know, she's an Emmy-nominated host. And yeah. Alongside with her on a daily show with people, I mean, what, Southeastern South Hampton Roads and North excuse me, northeastern of North Carolina. So that's a pretty large yeah, audience. We have, yeah, we have a big demographic here. Um, <laughs> you know, it, we measure everything in, it's called a DMA, uh, but it's a market, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the television world, there's about 200 local markets. And uh, this year, I think Norfolk is market 46. So it's pretty high. We're in the top 50. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great place to start your career. I'm extremely lucky for that. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was scary at first, but you know, April and I worked out a great vibe. Um, she's very generous as co-host and, and we don't have the same style at all. Uh, but I think that that helps, you know, she plays like straight man to the stupid uh, bits and jokes that I do. Uh, so it really works out well. Um, and, but you know, it's really cool to get to come here and talk with you guys in a more laid back setting. Because uh, podcasting is how I got started, and yeah, we're we're extremely tipsy. Well, <laughs> yeah. I am. Again, thanks to ingenious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know this is cool, man. Because I, I I would never be on the show if it weren't for the three years of like talking into a mic on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, you guys know. It's it's a muscle that you build, like oh, yeah. talking, and even if it's not live, like you know, a podcast is recorded. I used to have to so heavily edit our show mm-hmm. because I would just uh uh uh, uh you know what I mean? And uh, you, you build up the muscle of, of yeah, like keeps it to itself. I know he probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing's so it's in it's, it's in the oven for months. Before do you it comes out. do you struggle with code switching at all? So that's a like, very interesting question. <laughs> so this is, this is why I say that. I say that because okay, when I have opportunity to talk on TV, yeah. like actual, like you know, NBC, ABC. If I when I have those opportunities, I have to remember that I can't say the certain things that yeah. I would say on, say, Aronson's show. Like, let's just be honest. I say some ridiculous shit. <laughs> shit being one of them. So uh, when you're on that network, you have to code switch. Yeah. Is it hard for you to catch yourself when, hmm. say, versus podcast speak Yeah, to Coast Live? You know, first off, I want to in- acknowledge the inherent 
uh, the racial loadedness of the term code switching. Cause I have a lot of privilege being a white guy who gets to go on TV and talk. Okay. Mm. And that's, it's, it's less of a problem for me. Um, and that privilege is demonstrated by the fact that like, no one has ever talked to me about how I conduct myself on TV. It's never happened. Whoa. Uh, when I got the job, I don't look like a normal, and I do segments that appear on our news programming as well. Mm. I don't look like a news guy. I got a beard with like a very thick mustache, right? Mm. And like this, uh, this hair thing going on. Glorious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, like, no one ever said anything to me. No, I never got checked, mm. even like going into this somewhat high profile job, right? So mm. I, I acknowledge that that is like, an experience that other people don't get to have. Uh, it's, I would say that it, the code switching is less hard than I thought it would be, but it's a, it, yeah, I mean, it's a skill you build up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went to Indian River High School. My co colloquial language is not even how I'm talking right now because this is an on-camera thing, and I got this is like TV channel, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it's sort of a thing that happens in the back of your mind as opposed to the front of your mind. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely had times on the podcast where we would accidentally slip and then have to go back. And you know what I mean? Because you're like, I can't say that. At this point where I'm at now, I've been talking into microphones for several years and uh, it's not that hard. And the pressure of being live on Coast Live, it, you're just always thinking about Anything you say is filtered through uh, several layers in your brain of like, is this going to be good for the segment? Is this good for the energy of the show? Mm -hmm. How much time do we have left? You know what I mean? So you're never really just speaking extemporaneously. It's always like you're trying to serve the higher function of the fact that this is a program that has like uh, parameters we need to stay within. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. To answer the question. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it, the code switching is definitely a thing. I'm glad you hit on it. I remember I was telling uh, Channel before we started recording, like, my very first time on Coast was uh, um, April had interviewed me, and it was my first ever like TV interview. Nervous as hell. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I puked and did more things after that. <laughs> I was no, I was so because I don't like speaking in you know. For one, it's live. It's like yeah. in my in my head, I was you know. Radio interviews are so easy. It's so peaceful. It's comfortable. No yeah. one's really watching. Yeah, people are listening, but mentally, I'm not saying okay, people are listening. But on camera, man, with those yeah. lights, the lights. Just, I'm like. Yeah. No redos. No redos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, but once, hey, that's your segment today. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was very nervous. And then on top of that, you know, who's hosting? April. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, God, this is not going to be good. So, right. <laughs> um, you know, it's very, it's very nervous. And you guys do it for, you know, for the full, you know, for the full hour. Mm -hmm. And every time I, you know, go on, I get more comfortable and comfortable. And I'm I'm really excited that you're, you know, you're one of the co-hosts now because at the time I was talking about beer care products to two females. I mean, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, you know, which, you know, hey, they're going to buy for their husbands, but right. it's like, okay, now I can speak to a fellow, you know, bro brother with facial hair. Sure. So it's like, <laughs> I can't, you know, it's, it was very difficult, but um, I, I could definitely imagine as far as speaking in front of like live, it's just. You, you have to just not think about it. I, you know, I mean. It, it, How can you not though? Like at least, for, at least for me, I'm like. It helps that it's, for me, it's a, it's a job. And mm -hmm. for you, it's like an opportunity that you've, you know, you, you've worked for and mm -hmm. you're like, you have a real a goal you need to accomplish. And for me, it's like, well, I got to get it done because this is like what pays the bills. <laughs> so it just, you file it into a different uh, cabinet in your brain. Mm -hmm. um, and you, and you, you just can't think about that, you know, I mean, really, there's tens of thousands of people watching every episode, but mm -hmm. like, I, it, I just don't think about it like that. Because really, it's like eight people in a room. It's, mm -hmm. it's just like doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it actually doesn't really feel any different in practice to me because that's like my home base. Mm -hmm. And also you're talking about, you know, you've done uh, what, eight so far, eight segments uh, so far eight on Coastline? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, 
I do eight segments worth in one day. So it's just the learning curve is fast. Yeah, you know, you yeah. have to, you just have to adapt. Yeah. And, and I'm very fortunate that it has come somewhat easily for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it's a skill set that I had. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed figuring out that this is a thing that I'm okay at. Uh, but it's so much fun. That's that's the top thing. I mean, it's it's the most fun I've ever had uh, at work. And that hour each day, you know, outside of that, working in a TV station is like emailing and taking phone calls and having meetings yeah. um, and like sweating in a wool suit all day. <laughs> <laughs> but like the hour that we do the show is just an absolute blast. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm just extremely lucky. And it's, this is so crazy. I, you know, I'm used to doing a podcast where I'm like the one interviewing people and talking to people. I'm like extremely uncomfortable that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, right. enjoy. Hey, no, <laughs> not the fact that there's a room full of Negroes <laughs> all staring at you. Waiting for you to slip up at any moment so we can be like, ah, oh, you I'm monster. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it, man. Thanks, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Hey, I'll be the first to say it, fellas. I got tons of black friends. <laughs> So I want to ask before it's almost over. Before it's over, I want to ask. So now that you realize you have this skill, right? Sure. Obviously, and you're funny. So that's from a comedian's check in the box. You're hilarious. Thank you're you. You're good on camera. That, that's a huge now you have to experiment, <laughs> right? Because I'm a, a historical genius. Like I, <laughs> I don't. Man, it's crazy. Um, do you want to go farther? Like. That's if you good. have the opportunity, why not? Or are you chasing something bigger? That's or contractually, question. you can't say. I, I, I can. I think. Uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good question. I, I don't know. My life has has all been things that I didn't plan. So, uh, you know, everyone has their own strategy for for setting goals and achieving them and stuff. I'm definitely not like one of those like speak it into existence guys. I think I'm more of a uh, do the best I can at whatever role I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm and just look a little bit down the road at whatever doors are there and go through the ones that I can open yeah. and, and like just that. try to make the best I, lo- I love that because we, I mean, at least I'm always talking about like speaking into existence and you know my family, they're speaking into existence, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Don't speak that negative. So hearing you say that yeah. is, I, I'm... And, and no <laughs> offense to the folks who think like that, but that just doesn't work for me. Uh, no, you know, I'm... I, I don't... <laughs> no, I, <laughs> It, I'm one of the most negative people I know. <laughs> and like, I've still been able to do some cool stuff. So, you know, I, I just think it's all about just being mindful and, and trying to know your place in the world. And if you want to advance, you know, just keep your eyes open for the ways that, you know, that you can do that. But I know we're like, uh, we've talked so long and I've talked way too much about myself. Can we talk about movies a little bit? Yeah. Wow. That's what they pay me for. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, like, you know, Act Three, Act Three podcast was really like a review. You yeah. review on movies, TV shows, things like that. So let's talk films, right? Um, what's your thoughts on sequels? Do you are you a fan of sequels? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, I love I love cinema, like the art form, and I love speaking like intellectually and academically about it because mm. I think that it deserves that kind of conversation. Definitely. But I also love popular film, um, and like I go to the movies to see like all the big Marvel stuff. I, I'm not I'm not 
uh, I haven't been inducted into the Fast and Furious franchise yet. That's that's one that I don't really understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there one day. I, funny story. I did see Hobbs and Shaw without seeing any of the. I did not see that one. I will not see that. One. I saw it and it made no sense. Yeah. Really, yeah. I didn't understand what's going on. But um, but even if you watch the other Fast and the Furious, <laughs> don't think you're going to get some understanding. <laughs> you won't. You won't. You will be just as lost as you are now. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, you just got to enjoy the explosions. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, one car scene that they the have. The one car scene. <laughs> There's a, scene, audience. there's a scene in that movie where Dwayne Johnson like literally holds a helicopter down. Thank you, yeah. thank you. They, that's why it starts getting abnormal. Like, it's it crazy. And stuff like that. Yeah. It's not real. But yeah, no, sequels. I like, well, here's what I like about sequels. I like watching a team of creatives. And I mean like behind the camera and in front of the camera. Because I view it very much as, um, you know, it's a team effort. Mm. And I like watching, every sequel's a challenge. How can this team of creatives, and maybe they brought a new director in or new writers, or even they've switched out some of the cast, how can they keep this idea fresh? How can we can we plus up uh, a, an initial film that was successful? And like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a great example of that. I mean, we're in the 25, 26-ish films now. Uh, I, I don't know the exact number. I guess I'm a bad fan. But <laughs> like, it's amazing that like so many of them have been pretty good. Yeah. And like, there's only a few of them that are like, eh. and you know, most of them are right on that middle line. And then there's a few like Avengers Endgame to me is like a perfect film. And it's like three hours long, and it's kind of this like fantasy sci-fi epic uh, that created this moment that will be memed on Instagram and Twitter for you know decades to come. Um, and it's it's like it, it's so far into the franchise, you know what I mean? So I, I think that yeah, storytelling is really interesting on the big screen, and um, I love the problem solving of a sequel. And it's really exciting when you sit down and watch a sequel, and you're like, okay, they figured it out. This is really. I think good. it's easier though to do. The topic. So you said it yourself. When they're they're getting new cast, they're getting new people to be behind the scenes. I think those brains were already thinking of ways to make the film better yeah. when the original movie came out. <laughs> right. So when the first Avengers meetup happened, the director of the you know the third or fourth was right. watching that and saying, "Ooh, but this is what I would have done. This is what I can do and with this." So yeah, that's how it's like you seen as a benefit rather than having the exact same person. Because I think with like the Transformer movies, I think they had a new. I want to say they had a new director for when, um, so it's Mark Michael, Wahlberg started. Michael Bay. It's right? Michael yeah. Bay all the way up until uh, Bumblebee. And then Bumblebee is probably the best Transformers movie. Because yep. wow. you got someone that exactly. they weren't in the inner circle. They mm -hmm. weren't in those conversations. They're completely on the outside looking, mm -hmm. at, looking at them. I went to school for cinematography. Nice. And so we were instructed to look at how people tackle these issues on making a cinematic movie better than the last. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes the best movies are created by people who were completely away from the original movie. I it didn't have nothing the, to do with it. The biggest test would be Fast 9, because James Wong, he stepped down. Yeah. I mean, he's a really good director. Like, he did Insidious and Insidious Conjuring and all yeah, that Conjuring stuff, and, like, Fast and the Furious. And, like, yeah. he stepped down from this one, so we'll see, because I haven't even seen Fast 8 yet, but... <laughs> I, I, I literally have all the movies. I started from the beginning when I was younger. And like, it's like, I might have saw it, but I don't know if it was no, the best thing. Like, I'm just, just that Hobbs of was even a question. I'm not watching it. Yeah. Once I saw Bow Wow, I was done. Stopped. I was like, no, it's all true. That was good. That was good. I didn't give it a chance. Once I saw them braids, I was like, I'm done. It left me. Isn't it crazy that you could be like Bow Wow and then be in a Fast and Furious movie and then still have to lie about flying first class? Bow Wow Challenge. <laughs> <laughs>
No, shout out to Bow Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Shad. What's going on, man? Oh, he looks good. He's doing great. I bought Bow Wow Unleashed. Great album. I got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. I got a Bow Wow t-shirt. That was funny, man. No, but coming from your, you know, background in TV and stuff, is it sometimes hard to just sit back and enjoy a film or a movie? Because you're always thinking about what I can do better or what I would do in there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely changes the way you watch stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I, I don't view that as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like this, okay, I, I love Star Wars. It's like yeah. my main thing, okay. This new Obi-Wan show, mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. People love it. Yeah. Um, I think the script is really good, and I enjoy where the story's going. But, like, I don't like the way the show looks. Mm -hmm. And Deborah Chow, the director of all the episodes, she's a great director, and I love watching her in interviews. I think she's like a genius, but I just don't like the way that the show looks. I don't like yeah. the way it's cut. It does a lot of handheld camera. Like there's a fight scene between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Darth Vader, arguably the best villain in cinema history. Mm -hmm. And like it's shot with like an over the shoulder uh, handheld. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that choice, right? Yeah. So yeah, sometimes like that, yeah, like I'm like, yeah, and then yeah. no one wants to Darth hear that. Don't, 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 uh, don't tell the Caucasian community, but that's how all black people feel about Tyler Perry films. Oh, we man. love the story. We love it. Yeah. We just can't stand how it looked, but we can't publicly complain about it because that's the only nigga oh, we got. Well, so it's like... I feel as though we all know how this movie is. That's why I, I've never really cared for like the rest of the movies. I'm like, you don't man. understand. So the most recent ones I will go. My to. first, the first movie I ever worked on, mm -hmm. I was the guy in charge of keeping track of everyone's outfit. Mm -hmm. So before someone would get on scene or off idea. scene, I would take a picture, document what they were wearing. That's why all those socks were missing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, we got we got five seconds. <laughs> And Todd Perry, there would be the hair would be in one way during the scene, but then the very next switchback, the very next response in the sentence, mm -hmm. the hair was a completely different. Oh, that was on Netflix. That one. Uh, but it's I've with every film. Well. Every film is something. Someone's wearing a tie one second, tie off the next. Someone's <laughs> wearing socks one second, toes out the next. It's just it drives me. Crazy! It was like there was a meme I saw on the new uh, Doctor Strange movie. We were like, all these people running through the street, and the same guys running by oh, five yeah. times every and, shot. Like, yeah. yeah Part of me thinks like maybe they're doing it on purpose yeah. because at this point right. they built their brand off of that. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. it's still working. I get it. It's still I mean, working. He still has a huge audience. I think, yeah. like for me, Tyler Perry really, I, I enjoy when he started doing more suspenseful films. Like he did uh, Acrimony and um, mm -hmm. oh my God, uh, Temptation. Temptation, yeah. Fall from Grace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he does films like those, those are good, too. but they all came in like the same two years. And I'm like, did, oh, is this did. not the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be Same movie, same wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's doing it on purpose because I mean, if you log in Twitter after you know one of those movies drops or whatever, everybody's talking about the wigs and you know whatever happens. That's true. <laughs> that at good this thing point, though? like, but it gets people to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, he wants the views. Right. He, he wants the views. I mean, it makes sense. Because, because then, makes sense. Well, because then 
people that haven't seen it are going to be like, I've seen it on Twitter, so now i got to see the movie. So, boom, that's more money I'm not going to go specifically watch a movie just to see their wigs. <laughs> but people, but I don't know. Some people, people do, yeah. I'm just saying. It, it, bo- the, it bothers me so much because you have all this money for a budget. Yeah. You have all this yeah. money for a budget, and you choose to rush through a film for a month. Right. You choose to take that struggle of let's shoot this film in two months. Like, <laughs> well, and, you, seen, you know I, what I mean? I remember seeing they showed a picture of Tyler Perry on his desk with all scripts of like different shows he had. I think he had maybe like six different shows on BET. All the scripts that he typed up were just in stacks right next to each other. So I'm pretty sure he's just like that person where he's a but then, uh, I know just, well, no, I think he's like, delegation is a real thing. Yes. Oh, delegation oh, is one of the realest tools in your belt as someone who sits on his, his seat. Mm-hmm. There's so many talented motherfuckers out there. But Come you, on now. But then when you reach his level, right, you know, everybody talks about wealth or whatever. It's about being comfortable or whatever. Mm-hmm. This man is comfortable enough to really do, if he wants to keep writing, he can keep writing. If he wants to mm-hmm. delegate it out, it's probably like from his vantage point, it's like, I got all the money in the world. I don't have to keep doing this, but mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. So and I get true. And some of the stuff is like, not that, but he, he, <laughs> you know, seriously, like, I mean, yeah. The only, I remember out of all his shows that I enjoyed. When Black people going to hate us for talking about it. They probably are. They, they, they <laughs> are. Um, uh, House of Pain. House of Pain. I was just going to say yeah, House of Pain. Show. Was, House of Pain. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. That, that's, that's, not, no, no, that's not good for me now. I don't need to think of a new phone talk about I'm like, damn, I should have thought of another one. But no, really, I thought. I thought House of Pain was funny because I liked the two, uh, the couple. I thought they were oh, classic yeah. on their stage show, so I'm like, yeah. boom. Yeah, they were hilarious, and I was cool with that one. The Meet the Browns, eh, I wasn't really crazy about that one. Uh, what did he do after that? He, then he started doing more drama shows, The Oval. The- but it's just what Jay said. It's like he, he'll duplicate the same content, oh. dress it up different, and Save then the call it, you know, same <laughs> But so, I mean, show y'all don't make out it, there now. Those shows are like always on TV. Like they are. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like I don't know how you know the conversation works as far as you know when the episode airs, whatever, like that. But I gotta imagine they're making a lot of money just off of you know how many times it comes on TV and stuff. That's yeah. true. That's true. And all those network just he's on what TBS, BET yeah, Plus, like, and you yeah, know he own, on so many. When he, when he started with, with the have and the have yeah. nots, I mean he's he has his hand in a lot of shows but so okay so what are some flops to you uh as far as like movies what have been some Ooh. flops i want to hear about them. recent flops recent, recent flops, flops old flops uh, was, was top or i have a flop top five head. flops that's funny I, i'm wearing my <laughs> paramount shirt because i'm gonna go see top gun uh later tonight and that's nice. a that's a paramount movie also okay, okay. Uh, if you have paramount plus you can watch coast live we, oh, you can wow. stream it that's so, true that's true as long as you're in our area um, <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's tough to to call to mind like movies that I hate because they just kind of like get replaced in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what I did last night. I watched the first episode of Stranger Things, which you guys were just talking yeah, about, yeah. and uh, I I I can't get down with Stranger Things. I, I gotta say, I think Wait, that, like the first season. I love season one. Okay. I, in my opinion, Stranger Things. I would have made it an anthology show after that. I don't. I think there's nothing interesting about these characters anymore. Um, I think the acting is great. The show is such a high budget because it's like Netflix's cash cow. Mm-hmm. The filmmaking is pretty good, but it just feels like a waste of my time. Like, I, I, I just don't feel like the story's going anywhere. It's like the same re- plot is recycled every season. Um, but it looks beautiful, and it's got fun costumes. I love, I'm love. i a costume guy, so it's cool that you used to, like, work in that <laughs> uh, You know, I love all the period yeah. outfits and stuff. But, man, I mean, I'm just watching Stranger Things... Uh, Season four, episode one. There's a great scene at the yeah. end that you guys were talking about. And it is like 
wow, that's what a great scene. But like, the episode's an hour, 15 minutes. And I was like yeah. raging because I was like, I wasted an hour and 15 minutes of like spinning tires in the mud is what it feels like only to get like one good scene at the end that finally kicks the plot into gear. And I have no patience for that. And so this is actually something I was hoping we could talk about. You know, I'm not a TV guy. I don't really do shows because I like the storytelling economy of film. You got somewhere around two hours, could be more, could be less, to tell a story, beginning, middle, and end, all three acts. And that to me is thrilling. Cause it's like, I don't know, you know, when you're doing a word problem in school, the, the problem uh, is it seems more difficult when there's more uh, pieces to put in place, right? But actually that kind of helps you tailor the story. And so I think the fact that film is like, it's an open and shut case. You got one, it's one production and it's gotta be done by the end of it. You gotta get to a point where the story's ready to go. I love that about it. Yeah. And I love seeing like, you know, you can feel watching a movie when you're like entering the third act. And I'm like, all right, we've yeah. probably got 15, 20 minutes left. How can they tie this up? Yeah. That is exciting for me as somebody who, um, you know, I, can't, I, don't, I don't work on films. I've worked on a couple like short film productions, but uh, it's sort of knowing how the sausage is made, it mm -hmm. adds an extra dimension. So yeah, like what we were talking about earlier, it does kind of take it away and you get distracted by wigs and stuff. I mean, Doctor Strange too, you're just, uh, you mentioned, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has a crazy looking wig on. <laughs> the whole movie. I'm like, this man's head is huge because they put this like, you know, he's got a good hairstyle, but in, in Doctor Strange 1, it's like his actual hair, I think. Uh -huh. And then Doctor Strange 2, it's a terrible wig. That's distracting to me. But then there's also the fun stuff like uh, they have a fight where they throw like musical notes at each other. <laughs> like they play a piano and musical notes float off of the keys <laughs> and then they you throw them at each other. You lost wow. me now. That's what I'm saying. And then I'm watching that and I'm like, whose idea was that? And how did they spend millions of dollars executing such a crazy Wasn't idea? Wasn't there a Kung Fu movie where these people were using like this Chinese string instrument and they would like throw the instrument note to cut the person up? Well, no, it's it? not crouching tight. No, it? it was like a parody of it's Kung Fu Hustle. Is it Kung Fu Hustle? They would have this. That's what they stole it from. Yeah, yeah. And wow. it, that kind of stuff is great. And so, yeah, that's, you know, and you guys all seem like you really have a really insightful look into visual media and what goes into it. And I think that's. Um, Hopefully what, you know, talking about this stuff, it, it inspires other people who are listening to the conversation to think maybe I should read some articles or listen to some interviews with creatives and, and get that insight into the process. Because I think it makes it so much more exciting. Yeah. And you should be critical of the stuff you're watching. So you, you, you're big on Marvel now. I've been like highly critical on, well, criticizing the newest, um, the last Batman movie. Now, I'm, a Bat yeah. I'm a Batman fan. Mm -hmm. I hated the last one. Yeah, like, I, I didn't like it because I, you know, I, and again, I'm not taking, I'm not a Batman fan to like the freaking comic book era and like people that really are true Batman fans that know the, the whole storyline. But I didn't like when they started with the uh, Affleck and then having <laughs> Robert Pattinson playing. I just wasn't feeling like the whole, you know. Have, did you see the? the I did see it. I didn't like Ben Affleck, either, and I like Ben Affleck as an actor. Mm -hmm. I thought his Batman was bad. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Christian Bale was my Batman. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dopest one. So to see yeah. to see Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, wherever from Twilight, play that role. Now I understand they're going back to like Batman oh, younger. I didn't see that one. Younger. I didn't see it. It's oh, good. It's, it's, the one I, just I think it's. I didn't see it yet either. But I mean, what, what don't you like about it? What feels wrong and untrue to the character to you? Pattinson. He to me, he brought Twilight to Batman. I just his whole his whole the whole thing was just like no, yes, 
That's no. a very good impression. This <laughs> <laughs> is really good. Eyes pointing the whole time. He's driving this crappy ass motorcycle. It's dark. It's no daytime in Gotham. I'm pretty sure Gotham has some kind of sunlight. So it's throughout the whole entire film was like that. And at least you know Christian Bale kind of gave you that. Hey, playboyish. You know, but I can go hard at night. But in yeah. the daytime, I'm gonna party. Pansino was like, yeah, he was always squinting. Just it. It really didn't make, and it was long. Like, as why are you squinting in his dark long. time? <laughs> 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 dark. Why we? It, it was like three. It was like three hours of some yeah. change, and it was very yeah. long. They had brought Penguin in, which again, I'm going back to like the Keaton era now. When sure. that Penguin and um, Catwoman. It was, I mean, Zoe Kravitz did her thing as Catwoman, yeah. but it's just I wasn't feeling it, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna make another sequel of that one. Batman's gonna be forever. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The one that I did, I did like the Batman vs Superman though. A lot of people didn't like it. I I don't know why. I like that movie. (laughs) (laughs) What does it for you in Batman v Superman? I mean, what do you like about it? Dawn of Justice, of course. Is this? I don't just like the whole. um, I don't even know because it's been a minute since I've seen it, but just like. The storyline like of just just them because like nobody's really seen two like superheroes that like literally fight true. like that. I thought that, that was cool. True. And then the whole um, what was the, the dude that you can't kill? He just keeps getting so there. Oh, uh, uh, Doomsday. Yeah, like yeah. that 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 whole scene was cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was that because well, it was that one kind of like the start of like okay now we're gonna going into the Justice League era by bringing yeah. up. So I guess that was yeah. you know why that was like their opening film to say okay look now we're gonna start joining all these superheroes. They have the Avengers now we're gonna do our thing over here in DC. That's um, the storyline I really liked. Yeah. And that's fair. I I think the cool thing about where superhero films are at right now in the the film industry, and there's probably way too many of them. Mm -hmm. The market's oversaturated. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like, like, I don't like Batman v Superman, but you do. And I liked the Robert Pattinson Batman pretty good, but you didn't like it. But in a few years, the formula is going to get shaken up and Mm -hmm. reinvented anyway. Um, And I think it's interesting to see different uh, ways of tackling the same material. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, where there will be a new Spider-Man every 10 or so years, and uh, the same with Superman, and, and that's part of the fun. And I don't have to like all of it, I guess. Especially now that everything's, like, all about multiverse, they want to make sure that they all exist at the same time. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Because uh, the Flash movie, Michael Keaton is coming back to play Batman. I, re- I heard about that, I heard about that, I heard so about that. It, it, Keaton it, is a shit, though, I'm sorry. Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he played Batman, I mean... <laughs> he was a commencement speaker at a co- I forgot which university, but he ended off his speech by saying, "I'm Batman." Nice. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. Everybody went crazy. He's the best one. But um, <laughs> anyway, Chandler, we gotta have a part two. We gotta, we gotta bring it back. We really do. Yeah, we've been talking for a long time. Way too long. Have, sorry. Have, <laughs> you know, I truly appreciate you. You know, putting out the time after busy schedule to um. <laughs> she didn't see an app for it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> sorry. But I truly appreciate you uh, coming over here. I know you're a busy man. Uh, where can we continue to follow, support, all the future things you got going on? Um, it's it really just two things. Uh, I have an Instagram, at Chandler Nunnally, um, and I, I post, you know, somewhat regularly there. Uh, but the best thing to do is turn on your TV or fire up Paramount Plus and watch Coast Live weekdays at 9. Um, I, we have a lot of fun on that show. You know, it's it, we highlight really cool stuff in the community. Um, but my favorite thing about it is, um, you, you know, getting to talk to different kinds of people um, in a fun environment, you know, I invite people to have fun, and it, it's not like we don't get serious, mm-hmm. but you know, I aim to make sure that the viewers get to walk away from the show every day feeling good, like they had a good time for you know fifty six minutes or so. Um, so yeah, find me there, and I, Arrington, I'm so happy to 
be on this show, man. This is <laughs> you guys are so funny. It's, it's, a, it's a team ever, man. It's a team. It's, a team. it's not. It's not just me. Trust me, you'll be very dry. Well, probably. thank you all so much. This has been awesome. And again, uh, thanks to Ingenious Jim. <laughs> Ingenious. That's right. Our spot. There we go. There we go. He wasn't here to do it. Yeah. So I did it. <laughs> We're about to end it off. Look, we gotta end off with a toast, fellas. Go ahead, pour it. I'm sorry, I'm still new. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, what here. is this? My third show now? Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Exactly. Left is I, got the, I got the air. He don't even have a you ever had a couple of the show? What are you talking about? This is a man. Do you know what this show is about? I'm tired of hearing myself. Yeah, I was told this was a main part of this whole I feel like this is a show suspension. This is a show suspension. Two week suspension. Look, cheers to y'all. Cheers to Chandler, man. Cheers to another great show. Thank you. Hey, our Smooth Club, be tuning into another great episode.